0: Hello, this is our special Easter show, episode number 10, aired on Good Friday 2021. It features a former gang member turned church pastor and church planter, Gonzalo Venegas. We also talk with Johnny Redding about his newest single, Lord Have Your Way. But wait, there's more. Family Minister Dustin Lampy shares a beautiful Resurrection Sunday message.
1: Hello world!
0: Welcome to
1: Revolution Cry Radio Hour with Felix and Ish.
0: I'm Felix, and
1: I'm Ish,
0: and we're so happy to be here with you on a very special episode. This is our tenth episode, so now we're double digits, Jesus and King. this is our Easter episode as well. And I know that there are two very crucial events in history; they both tie. Jesus. One is His incarnation, which we celebrate in Christmas, and the other one is the one that we celebrate now in Easter, His death and resurrection. Life cannot be the same after these two events, and everything else hinges on Jesus doing what He had to do. What a beautiful
1: season, when we remember that the great I Am, who gave His all for each and every one of us, the victory that awaits for those who remain in faith, hope, and love, certainly become embraced ever so much more. How beautiful that we remember this day. What a wonderful time. Oh, Jesus, you are indeed the King of kings and the Lord of lords.
0: Amen. And for our scripture for this Easter, I want to read to you from Isaiah chapter 53, verses 1 through 6. And it says, Who has believed what he has heard from us?
1: all we like sheep have gone astray, we have turned every one to his own way, and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. You know, as I reflect on the word that is given today, I am inspired to know that this God, whose faithfulness rests in us, the author and finisher of my faith, which is his story, I rejoice. That I am saved by the one who can do it. It is him alone. And it is his victory that I embrace. Always and forever. What an encouraging message of hope. That reminds us. Oh God. You are so good. So loving. You meet us where we are. Oh God. Thank you for your love. That you died for us. Yet when we were sinners. Jesus is king.
0: Amen. Thank you, Ish. That was very inspiring. Very inspiring. And as uh, we meditate and contemplate on what is the meaning personally for every one of us, what is the meaning of His sacrifice, His death, His resurrection? What does it mean to each and every one of us we should be meditating on as we celebrate during this time of the year, His death and resurrection?
1: Perfect segue for our first song, Power Passion by a Revolution Cry featuring Roslyn Peralta.
0: Brings along with it spring, and spring is the best time to plant and to grow flowers. If you have a garden, or if you want to grow food, if you have a vegetable garden in your house, this is the best time to do it. But I must confess, having parents that are very good with plants, green thumb, they whatever they plant, it grows from seed or whatever. They make it grow. Me, on the other hand, I even made a cactus die. It just because apparently I put too much water in it. Really? Yes. Oh, brother. So my wife, on the other hand, she just has this beautiful section with orchids. And those flowers right now, they're just blooming, and they are just gorgeous to look at. And they bring to you that memory and thought of Jesus's life as well, that his life flourished in He wants to flourish within us as well. Jesus is king.
1: Brother, and I can testify to that. Every time I go to your house, those flowers are so beautiful. And it's so funny that I'm the same. (laughs) I have no green thumb. Every plant that I seem to do, even back in elementary school days, they never seem to live. And it wasn't until my wife that we started having gardens around. So I love the symbolism and what new life and what resurrection pictures, especially during this time of the year. Jesus is king.
0: And he did say, all you need is faith, the size of a mustard seed. And that's one of the tiniest seeds out there in nature. And that's all you need to believe in him and trust him and he'll do the rest. Amen, brother.
1: Perfect segue for our special guest for today. I have the honor and the privilege encounter church, a church plant in central Florida, Kissimmee to be exact, the city where I grew up in. Well, it's coming April 11th, and I have with me the pastor, we call him Pastor G, but it's Gonzalo Venegas, good good kingdom citizen, and worship pastor and co-founder of Revolution Cry Music, Johnny Redding. They're here with us. And so, brothers in Christ, hello.
2: Hello, it's super exciting to be here. Thank you for the invitation. It's great to have you, brother. It's an honor. Um, you have a fabulous story, and I can't wait for the world to hear it. Oh uh, no, thank you. God and God is great. God is amazing.
0: Amen to that. And as uh, Ish already mentioned, you guys are doing God's work. I'm praying that everything goes according to His plan that He provides because mm. church planting. It's not an easy task. It's not for the faint-hearted. Ain't I know that. that. Real? <laughs> Amen, brother. And
1: and I love that name, Encounter Church. Oh, brother, how did you come up with that name? Tell us.
2: Uh, just uh, the, the, the name is something that's really uh, special to my heart, especially um, how I encounter God, how when I give my life to Christ in, in my prison cell, which we'll talk about uh, in, uh, in, a little bit later. And I find
1: your story fascinating. What a perfect Story to share during this Resurrection Sunday season. Tell us about how you first became a Christian,
2: dear brother. So I ended up. I I went to prison. I used to be a gang leader. That was uh, Southside Thirteen. It's it's a it's a branch of uh, the Mexican mafia and MS Thirteen. It's just a a big branch of different gangs that that they go in. And so I was a leader of a of a faction of that. I was really lost in that street life and and did a lot of crimes and. And because of those things and those decisions that I made, I was federally indicted. And uh, as being the gang leader, I was sent to, to prison, to federal penitentiary. And they even had a rule that I, I could be no, no less than 600 miles from the nearest uh, uh, border of my state, uh, my home state. And so they sent me all the way to Memphis, Tennessee, which was something random. And, and uh, when I got there, I, I got worse. I, I didn't get better. You know, a lot of times uh. you hear the stories where, you know, you get better. Right? Yes. yes. And and but I got worse. I, I was really angry. I was really violent. But as as I did some things that I'm not proud of to this day, uh while in there, um I I really had a hard time looking at my reflection in the mirror. And and this went on for quite a while that I would not look at my reflection until one day I didn't know what I was getting myself into, but I, I, I dared myself. This is something, a, a private conversation uh, with myself, and I, I dared myself. You know, I don't know why I'm not looking at myself in the mirror, but I'm going to look at myself in the mirror. And uh, when I looked at myself in the mirror, I d- didn't like what I saw. Um, And it, it, it was one of those things that really... That, be, that really brought me to my lowest point because I became, I realized at that moment that I became what I really hated, what I really despised as a child. I, I, I disliked gangs. I, I disliked all that lifestyle And especially because the the gang life had brought a lot of pain, a lot of damage to my family in the past Yes, as a child. And so Uh. I I swore to myself that I would never become that. And here I was. Right, Uh, where you didn't want to be. Following the cycle of my brothers, my older brothers and my cousins, uh, and, 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 and a lot of people in my family, my community, just following the same cycle. I was ashamed of also the things that I had done and... You know, you can always do a lot of crimes and it, it, uh, and just to try to justify the reasons why you do bad things. Right. And the moment that you start to have guilt, it, it's it's a weakness, and it's a it's a moment that uh, starts to eat eat you alive. And and I had a lot of conviction. I had mm. a lot of conviction for the things I did, and it brought me to the thought of of suicide, which is something that I was always
0: against. But at that time, you kind of hit rock bottom, yeah. I guess. Yes.
2: And
1: I think. What you went through is something that a lot of people go through. Mm. I think many people go rock bottom to meet Jesus there. And shame and guilt and the things that get in the way of that Mm. connection, Jesus needs to enter that Mm. and heal us. And so I find it inspiring that in your journey, even though you saw the fruit of negative results from previous things in your family, you followed that lifestyle And saw no future fruit in it. God met you in that mess, Mm -hmm. took you out. And now you're a pastor. Yeah, yeah. What a beautiful testimony.
0: Yes, it is. Jesus is king. Amen. I don't want to cut this story short. Now I want to hear a little more about it. Because it does feel like you were digging yourself in a hole. And finally you came to that realization that that's not the place that you wanted to be in. How did you get out?
2: Yeah, I dug, I dug a deeper hole. (laughs) And so what happened was I got so dark and it got so, so bad that I decided to commit suicide. Mm. I decided to take my life. It was something that I, I was always against. Right. Um I always thought it was the coward's way out and there, and I grew up culturally Catholic as a Latino, yes, you know I grew yes, up culturally yes. Catholic and and so you always thought like that was the unforgivable sin, you know right. one of the main ones and so but it it was just so bad and so the it was such a dark moment in my life Yeah. I I it was such despair that I didn't want to hurt people no more and I also realized I was like man I was like I found myself hurting a bunch of people rival gangs and even people in my gang and and i was so violent hurting people right and 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 it got to a point where i i was hurting everybody around me and as i and there was no more people to hurt but myself and it was eating me alive man and so i decided to um to take my life the day that i was going to take my life i i remember i had this rusty razor blade you were still in
0: prison right this is still in prison yes yes.
2: and uh after working out i sat my razor blade on the locker and I went to go take a shower. And, you know, a lot of times when we when we get lost in that moment of suicide, we're not even thinking straight no more. It's mm. even a euphoria. It's like a high. Okay. Um, and it's a trance. I, I, I really do and believe that. And I was I really felt like in, just in that trance. I put my blade there. Don't know why I just set it there. And I went to go take a shower. And while I was taking a shower, I was taking a shower like regular shower. Mm-hmm. Uh, all of a sudden, I had a moment of of just a wake-up moment, snap out of it. Mm. And, um, I just started to cry and I cried and I cried and I remember just crying to, to the Lord and just saying like, I'm, I'm so sorry for what I've done. Mm. And I remember just, just talking to God. And it was the realest prayer I have given in my life. Every time I share this, it always gets emotional. Oh. I, I've shared this so many times and it never gets old. And, and, um, I, you know, when you get so broken and so far and, you think there's no return. Right. You think it's such hopelessness that I felt in that moment. And I remember Not redeemable. Just, yeah. And I remember just crying and just saying, God, I don't even want to go home. And I was like, I'll do 10 more years, 20 years in prison. I don't care. Just change my heart. Ugh. I remember I was like, uh, I'm tired of this, you know, and mm. I surrendered. And I, I was like, I'm so sorry for everything that I did. I don't even want to go home. And I was like, just please change me. Please That's give me. Just give me what I, what I know you, you, you can provide in my life and uh, change me from the inside out. And I remember Jesus I just cried. I cried and cried. And, and at the end of that prayer, I thought nothing happened. I thought nothing but everything had happened. I had confessed everything to him. I had released everything to him, surrendered everything to him. And I remember at the end of that prayer, I said, Lord, I don't feel no different, but I still love you. I right. still believe in you. I'm still sorry. And I'm so grateful for the things that you've done in my life, preach, brother. And what I,
0: happened to the thought of suicide?
2: Uh, it was still there. Okay. And so, yeah, and so you know, I I, I was still in the shower and. And, you know, um, I was still crying. You know, it was just one of those things, you know, how people are in prison say that, that nobody cries in prison, but everybody cries. We just hide it, mm. right? Everybody has the sniffles at night. You hear the sniffles all night. Everybody's crying, but everybody pretends that they're not crying.
0: It never happened.
2: It never happened, right? And so uh, so I stayed there till I, it looked like I wasn't crying. And I remember just going to my cell, feeling defeated. And when I got to my prison cell, I started changing and as I was changing in my prison cell, the only best way I can describe it, it felt like a mint started melting around my heart, mm. and it was like this, just this cool minty feeling. And I don't explain why uh, it felt alien to me. And so, it, no matter what, the, no matter like the drug or the alcohol or the pleasure that I've had in, in my past, nothing could compare to it. It was it was amazing, mm. and it was so powerful that I remember I started to cry as how amazing it felt that. And there was no, there was no doubt who it was. I knew it was God. You know, when His presence is there, whether you know God or not? Yes. it's it's undeniable. Jesus, right? is and that's why He's supernatural. And so, and and so, and as I cried, I tried to wipe my tears off, and I remember just the feeling going down my arms, and I cried, and, and the only words that could come out of my mouth was, "Why me? Why me?" Because I really felt so so far gone, you know, and right. I felt so. So not worthy of him and never felt such love in my life. I remember when I was a child, my father never told me he loved me. He was he was a, a an abusive father. Um, mm-hmm. He was very physically abusive. And I realized that I never knew what love actually felt like. And imagine you're growing up as an adult and you're having relations with all these different women and all these other things. And you call that love, but you don't know what true love is. And when I encountered that in that prison cell... I surrendered my life. And I remember just saying, why me? Why me? Why me? And the only words I heard were, take care of my children. It was my children, my children, take care of my children. And I felt such love in those words that I cried even more because it felt like a download And immediately. I, I didn't grow up in the Christian church, yes. but I knew that I would be a pastor or something. Just from those words, I knew all that. Didn't know how or when or or why or anything. I just knew that that was what The Lord had said. and
1: Prophesy.
2: And I remember I just cried and cried. And I gave my life to Christ in that prison cell.
0: Amazing. Amazing. That's an incredible story. And I cannot fail but realize a parallel there with Saul. What was he doing? He was enraged. He was angry. He was doing everything he could to get rid of this small group of people that were preaching Christ. Mm -hmm. And that's the one that... God selected to do his work. And
1: the enemy disrupts a lot of our progression, so to mm. speak. You know, the enemy wants us out of the picture. He wants us dead. Yes. And in this scenario, I mean, you almost killed yourself. Yeah. And I don't think the enemy was done. What happens next?
2: The thing is, uh, in, in prison, it's it's not like you can just live a, a, a happy ending, right? It's like in the movies, like, oh, like, beautiful story at the end, and the credits come in. Doesn't right, work that no. way. Reality is that there's a spiritual warfare is real, and I got a crash course in spiritual warfare. And so when I thought things were peachy. I'm an infant in the faith, and, you know, like, you know, like, it's just, like, it's kind of like that that hippie moment phase, right? It's just, like, everything is so beautiful, everything is colorful, and then, but that's when the enemy just comes, it's, like, he it wants to come and crush those feelings, right? Right. And, and even though I still look the same, I still look like a, a gangster, I still... Talk like one. I was pretending, right? And I was, and I just acted the same. Way, but it was like it was like they knew, mm. and it was part of the spiritual warfare. It was they they knew, they smelt it, they felt it, and they did not like it.
0: Jesus Something was King. off. Something didn't. Yes. Yeah, and
2: up. um, so there was a a lot of issues in with the with that. But through that. I remember I would go and pray in my cell, and I would get on my knees, and I would say, Lord, this, it's not supposed to be like this. It's not it's not supposed to go down like this. Like you know, It's supposed to be better than this. And I remember I would pray, I would pray, and the only words I would hear was, it's going to be okay. Mm. And I would be like, it's not going to be okay. Everything <laughs> else physically says it's not going to be okay. What do you mean it's not going to be okay? But again, that feeling, that love that love mm. therefore always remained. And so I was so in love with him that I was just like, you know what? I don't know. I don't see it, but I believe it. Mm-hmm. And and so I, I remember just sticking it out in prison and, and through sticking it out and through being faithful, even with threats, even with with people wanting to and take my life. And mm-hmm. um, I witnessed God do amazing miracles, amazing mm-hmm. things, turn enemies into children of God.
1: Testify.
2: At least those that would surrender to him, you know. And, yes. And coming out of prison, uh, same thing, I, I had an attempt in, in my life. And that, that person, sadly, ended up com- committing suicide mm. as they failed their their attempt.
0: Oh, wow. Wow. Looks like there's a lot more that we yes. can, you can share here. But I think we are about to segue into another song. What's next, Ish?
1: Well, we've got Johnny Redding's new single came out this morning. In fact, didn't we debut it several weeks ago? We had that exclusive. Well, this is Johnny Redding with... Lord, have your
3: way. Come and move and have your way, come and take your place. the past. glory. See you
1: That was Lord Have Your Way by Johnny Redding. Super single by my dear brother. And guess who we have here? I think we introduced him earlier. Johnny Redding. What up, brother?
4: What's up, bro? Hey,
1: what happened at midnight?
4: Did a new song come out or something?
0: Uh, yeah. Lord Have Your Way. What do you think about it, Ish? I love it. <laughs> this was the one that we were witnessing the video being recorded, oh, right? Yeah. Yeah, oh, the video time. came
1: out too. Did you see the video? I hope people are watching the video.
4: Yes,
0: yes. Please watch, enjoy, and share. It's a beautiful song.
1: And brother, I know we spoke last time about what inspired you to write that song. Let me ask it in a different way. It's Easter season. Lord, have your way. We, we just heard the most amazing testimony of a life yes. change in so Jesus' great. name. Jesus is king. How does this song relate now in spite of the things that are happening around this world, right? A lot of uncertainties, a lot of things that we question. Is it right? Is it wrong? But we know that there is one way, one truth, one life, and that is Jesus
4: yeah with everything that's been going on you know everything has come to the surface and you know God has really really shown us what is real and what is not real and and now who is for him and who is not for him. So I now it's time for us to, to stand up as a church. And it's time for us to fight back in the spirit and go back to fasting and praying. And go back to the first love. Preach, brother. Uh, our first love was Jesus. And, and, you know, he wants to have that relationship. Jesus with us. is king. And he's such a loving God. And he's such an amazing, amazing God. He's he's doing so much things, you know, and and. No matter what is going on, no matter what the the chaos and everything that's going on is supposed to happen, and and our eyes, God is repositioning us to come back to Him, to bow down on knees again, to to cry out loud, to to pray and 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 not cease, you know, and and really just go after Him with all we've got. So yeah, God is he's stirring it up, you know, Amen, brother, stirring it up.
1: And what I sense in this time, even post pandemic, as you can now describe i sense, I sense revival. I, I sense Definitely. this new spirit. I sense a rebirth, a reawakening, and I see a lot of kingdom citizens rising in this generation. Yeah. a lot of people even using their businesses to help the lease of these we 're seeing more and more worship events we 're seeing churches outside the the walls of the the church i 'm sensing New wineskins. And so mm. it inspires me, dear brother, that you're now the worship director Ooh, of Encounter yes. Church. this Church is amazing. In, God is amazing. And, and so I see two kingdom brothers <laughs> united in this time of great awakening and revival and so, how excited are you, worship
4: pastor? I'm, I'm excited. Like, this is, this is something big. It's an open door. And not only am I excited about the worship, but I'm excited about the word. I'm excited about reaching out to people and, you know, doing what God has called us to really do and Reach to go brother. after. Like you were saying, revival. I think some people think, oh, if we have a great band and we have a great speaker or if we have someone, you know, that can just, you know, preach so good. No, it's not about that. It's about God is bringing us back to what revival really is. And it's mm. all about him. Yes. It's all about him, you know. And him
1: changing lives. Yes. You know, yeah. when when we encounter, a <laughs> beautiful name for that church, when we encounter the I am, mm. we know that greater is he that lives in us. Yes. 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 And so I'm excited as I hear the message being shared to the world Mm. that we know that the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords is alive. He is risen. Mm. One can argue he has never left because he never leaves or forsakes his children.
4: Jesus is King. Yes. The Bible says greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. So we got to remember who lives on the inside of us. We should breathe and eat and, and, and sleep in the presence of God and rest in who he is. Because if he lives on the inside of us, then our identity is in him. Preach, brother. And we can never get lost in the world if we just fix our eyes and fix our gaze and fix just everything on him. Then we become him and then our identity is secure in who? In the one and only king.
1: Amen. Amen. And I'm so excited. As we're approaching the open doors, April
4: 11th for yes. Encounter Church,
2: tell us more about this church. So how can we find you? Thank you. A great question. So you can find us at EncounterChristianChurch.com. So again, EncounterChristianChurch.com or even on our Facebook page where Encounter uh, Church Kissimmee on Facebook and even on Instagram as well.
0: There you go. You do have to be present in social media nowadays in order for yes. people to find you. So, yes, thank you for, for sharing that. And for anyone in the area interested, now you know who, where to find them. I just want to bring back something that Johnny mentioned that I think is very, very important to keep in mind. The the speaker or or the worship leader or the kids program, all of those things are irrelevant if they are not pointing to the one that truly matters, Jesus is King. We're just pointing to Jesus. We're just loving on people the way that Jesus have loved us, and that's all we need to do. That's how. That's all that He's calling us to do. We're calling people for them to answer that call as well to love one another.
1: And He reminds us, as that Scripture says, to remain attached. I'm reminded of that Scripture of how we are to remain in the vine,
2: huh? And so it's it's beautiful because uh, there's a tree in uh, Michigan that I love, a tree that was basically on a rock, and it was separated from the rest of the land. And this place is a tourist attraction now, where people walk on the roots. It's like a bridge because even though the trees the tree separated yards from the land, and it's a pretty deep fall if you fall right. So it's crazy how this tree, even though life has separated it from the soil from the roots, but the tree, regardless it holds on to your life it knows it knows what it needs for life and so now people walk over those vines or those roots
0: to get to the tree to
2: get to the tree to take wow. pictures uh of this beautiful tree and and it's amazing how a tree knows what it needs to do to to have that life a lot, Brother. Times, a lot of times we can forget. What it is to have that spiritual life, to keep it alive. And Jesus mm. tells us what we need to do to be abide in him. Jesus is king. Regardless yes. of what we're going through. Regardless of the storms.
0: Amen. Amen.
2: Awesome, brothers. So any last words for this interview? Yeah, just basically that this we are inviting y'all for our Easter service and even our grand opening. And so, you know, this is Passion Week and and the and the word of passion for Jesus was a week of suffering that was a week that he gave himself up for our sins for our debt and and it's amazing that he emptied the temple of the money exchangers and the religious leaders, and instead he filled it with the sick, with the broken, and he was healing people. He was teaching, and even the children were praising him. This, the, imagine the children were singing him, and so singing to him. And so Jesus wants to fellowship with us. And so yes. I want to invite those that they are looking for a house of worship that if they want to come and encounter God and encounter church, that they, that we can passionately worship Him, even with our pains, even with our burdens and our worries. You are invited to encounter church for Easter and even for our grand opening.
5: we go give path, deserve death you
1: next we have family
5: minister and pastor Mr. Dustin lampy. Hello everyone. happy Easter to you and happy resurrection weekend to you coming in to you on this good Friday. It is so great to be with you. Thank you for taking some time joining us this evening this evening, I would like to speak to the whole of the weekend to the subject of Jesus death and resurrection and the encompassing meaning of that weekend 2000 years ago. So again some of you may have heard me before. My name is Dustin Lampy. Been a pastor for years, given many Easter messages, celebrated Good Friday, celebrated those morning services on Easter. And this year it's just a blessing to be able to share with you uh, my understanding and where I'm at with this whole weekend now. And from what I understand, Good Friday is about the death of the Son of God for the redemption of our sins, your sins, my sins. Easter Sunday is about the resurrection of Jesus for our placement in heaven. There's a verse in Romans 6, 8, and runs to about 11 through there. It says, if we have died with Christ, we believe that we will also live with him. We know that Christ being raised from the dead will never die again. Death no longer has dominion over him. The death he died, Good Friday, he died to sin once for all, but the life he lives, Easter Sunday, he lives to God. And so it says to us in verse 11, Romans 6, So you must also consider yourselves dead to sin and alive to God in Christ Jesus. And as Ephesians 2, 6 will say, we are now... Seated in the heavenlies with Christ Jesus. So in the most honest sense of the weekend, I think of that fateful Friday as a serious judgment on sin. It's about God's decision about what to do with sin. He decided to become a man, embody the whole of human sin in himself, and have sin crucified by the incumbents of sin, which is us human beings. Good Friday is then God's grace on and judgment on sin. It's an historical event that every person must deal with. Some may wish it away. Some may call it a myth. Some may blithely accept it as an event of the past. And then there are a few that take the judgment and grace of the event with the proper seriousness that it deserves. Resurrection Sunday is about the earth-bending reality of the resurrection of the crucified Christ. That is the reality which is more than the human mind can grasp Easter's about the day those women went to the tomb with their spices to honor the site of Jesus' burial. That's the day when they discovered the stone removed and the linens rolled up. And their reaction of rushing to tell the disciples. And the disciples rushing to confirm the empty tomb. And the utter, unbelievable nature of those events, leaving the disciples simply returning home and then not knowing what to do. The women going back to the graveside and weeping. Easter Sunday left them and still leaves us in awe. Since he is risen, this changes everything. And now what? (laughs) And it is this event that we know as judgment and grace, not just for the whole of humanity in a vague sense, but a serious confrontation and opportunity for each and every person. To our utter surprise, this resurrection reality was and is still dealt with by each and every individual. You see, there is not a crowd-pleasing pass. There is not a conformist note that we can chime that God gives us, whereby we can just stay ignorant and indifferent. No, this truth is your thing to wrestle with, and my thing. Yes, it's ours, but also as an individual, each of us are responsible And are obligated to come to terms with this event. Who is this Jesus? What is this death and resurrection all about? What does it mean for me? Well, he is God. He is victorious. And the events when one seriously addresses them are meant to be totally life-changing. They are not events to take lightly or blithely. It is not a reality that when one addresses them, that they can just deal with it for a moment and then go on. No, the whole meaning of human existence has been shaped by the Good Friday Resurrection Sunday events, and the invitation is to look them in the eye, deal with them, and to do so not only one time, but on a daily basis. The question in Acts 2 was, what then shall we do? The apostolic famous answer in verse 238 was, believe, repent, and be baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. You know, revivals had been held in which the apostolic answer was framed in terms of only a one-time event, an event in which an altar call could settle the score where at that altar one could then be right. But while nothing is wrong with an altar call, this type of singular one-time response motif is to the great dissatisfaction of any real seeker after God. The one-time, settle-the-score, believe response is really often an evasion, something someone may do more as a way to avoid God than to deal with his truth. The intent behind the answer to what shall we then do is that one's whole life is meant to be seen and viewed as under the authority and power of Christ your whole life, my whole life. And it is this view of the death and resurrection of Christ that is meant to help us to know our position in life. Rather than make our walk with God about a one-time response of acceptance or not, it's then known as our total reality from birth. We are all entirely known by God, judged by God, and given the grace of God. And it is the light of this truth that we are responsible to live our lives as always addressed by God in every sense of the word. So this leads us to prayer and action devotion and dedication it's kind of like a stout Christianity is called for an active strong like Jacob wrestling type of faith or a Moses really pleading with God type of faith a growing stronger faith as a child grows to more address his father and his mother to both question them and then come alongside mom and dad So we are to grow in maturity in our walk with Christ. It is his will that that we seek him with all of our will. That we learn to come to him with reverence, but also with the totality of our being. Honest with our questions and bringing them to God. Full of hope in God and childlike, but maturing and coming to him with all that we are. Think about this analogy. When we sit as a citizen of a nation, the U.S. or wherever you are, you have duties to be a good citizen. Or if you're an employee, as an employee we have obligations and we have ethics. Or if you take it down to the home, this that central place, as a husband and a father, or a wife and a mother, you are bound up to a constant dedication to your vows, to training your children in the way they should go. And down to the bottom of our being, as a child of God, we are certainly no less under constraints. It is our honor to live out a total devotion to God and Christ and the Holy Spirit. And it's in that place of obligation or dedication that we wrestle and deal with His reality. I say I must tenaciously and I must wholeheartedly serve Him. Without reservation. That's his will for how I come to him with all of my will. You see, the death and resurrection of Jesus were very tangible events. They were real actions and they were grounded in his utter faithfulness to us. But what I see in our times and what I've seen honestly in myself at times is a weak Christianity, but not anything resembling a stout dedication with those assertive ways of service that God is calling for. We pray, we attend church, but do we fight for God? Our way of faith, you know, people may appreciate, but it often does not demand respect. You see, Jesus' life was bound up in passion, so too our life also is intended to be bound and tangible unswerving, passionate devotion to him. One place I love to learn how to pray is the Psalms. And I was totally moved this week by some of the Psalms. And I know every time I come to them, I'm moved by them almost. But this time, maybe more than ever. And I was in Psalm 121. Let me read a couple of those. Psalm 121.1 says, I lift up my eyes to the hills from where." Will my help come? My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. So listen to the passionate prayers in scripture, the Psalms given to us. 122, one said, I was glad when they said to me, let us go to the house of the Lord. 124, even verses one to five there. If it had not been the Lord who was on our side, Let Israel now say, if it had not been the Lord who was on our side when our enemies attacked us, then they would have swallowed us up alive when their anger was kindled against us. The flood would have swept us away. The torrent would have gone over us. Then over us would have gone the raging waters. And one twenty-seven one. just one more here. Unless the Lord builds the house, those who build it labor in vain. Unless the Lord guards the city. The guard keeps watch in vain. Just notice the centrality of God in the lives of the prayers of the psalmist. And how these prayers are meant to shape and help give structure to our prayers. Prayers that are passionate. Seeing God in the moment of our day. There was a passionate man named Thomas Kempis that lived many years ago. Who wrote a book titled The Imitation of Christ. And I find within him from time to time just very moving words. So in in conclusion today, I want to read to you from page uh, 176 here in The Imitation of Christ. It says, Whatever may seem good for our peace and happiness is really nothing, God, if you are absent from us. Peace and happiness of themselves, all these things can do nothing for us. You are the end of everything good, the highest point of life, and the depth of wisdom. Your servant's greatest comfort is to place his trust in you above all else. To you I raise my eyes, and you I trust, my God, the Father of mercies. Bless and sanctify my soul with your heavenly blessing, and let it become your holy dwelling and the throne of your eternal glory. Let nothing be found in your respected temple, that is myself, that may offend the eyes of your majesty. Listen to his prayer as he continues. According to the greatness of your goodness and the multitude of your mercies, look upon me and hear my request. The prayer of your poor servant who sojourns here in distant exile in a region, let's face it, include shadows and death. Guard and defend my soul living amid the dangers of this corruptible life. And by your grace, direct me along the paths of peace to my fatherland, the place of everlasting brightness. Amen. I'm so thankful for the many examples of faithfulness who have gone before us. And Thomas Kempis is one of them. And I want to say to you, for all of you listening here this evening, Feel free to repeat these words after me of this prayer and make it your own. Come, Lord Jesus, take my life and let it be devoted to Thee. Fill my cup. I will go where you lead me. May your truth be more than knowledge to me. May it be my inspiration. May it drive my unique ministry. May it help me to study well. May it help me to stay present in life and to build on a passion and to do so in a way that i am trusting in you that i may know how to rest and relax as well these are the prayers for you all god bless you all happy easter thank you all for listening today and i will be with you next time signing out for now god's love god speed to you all dustin lampey what a
0: beautiful An inspiring message from Dustin Lampe for Easter. Before we let you go, we're almost done. I just want to encourage you that uh, you really look into Christ's work at the cross, his death, his sacrifice, and his resurrection. All of that together has so much meaning. And I just want you to think about that, how much it means to you. How does that change you? How does that make you who you are now.
1: And as the word says, it is finished. So we as God's people, may we remain in that praise. For it says that God inhabits the gratefulness of his people. So I am forever grateful. I am forever honored as I embrace the I am who lives in me because it is his love for me first that died for me. Yet he is resurrected alive forevermore. And catch us next time at ChristianMix106.com. We're on Fridays, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, and Sunday replay, 10 p.m. Eastern. Now, this Sunday for Easter, we will not be here, but we will be back next week.
0: Amen. So, thank you so much for listening. Hasta luego. See you in the promised land.
3: When you
4: choose love,